Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. This week in the news, we see the nations of the world posturing on the eve of change. Russia is undergoing change in its political hierarchy, as is America. The two world superpowers are poised to see a change in leadership. With this, many are hoping to see a change in policy that they hope will bring about stability, peace, and prosperity. Whatever the political fallout of the change that will take place during the next 12 months, one thing is certain. The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17. Regardless of what the nations have on their political agendas, God is ultimately in control. Think back to the election that brought President Bush to office after the reign of Bill Clinton. Bush ran on a platform of isolationism, suggesting that America should pull in its horns and worry about America and not the rest of the world. Yet within a few months of being in office, he was compelled to do what the American people would never have acquiesced to given the choice. The 9-11 attacks embroiled America in a war it didn't want and wouldn't have chosen, but a war that has reshaped the Middle East and eliminated one of Israel's biggest enemies in the Middle East, Iraq. This week, The Economist, in its special section on the changes in America, warned one of the biggest dangers facing the next president is that the bungled assertiveness of the Bush years may be replaced not by mushy multilateralism, but by grumpy isolationism. In the past, America has often, pe- has often followed periods of intense involvement with periods of withdrawal. Think of the aftermath of the First World War or the Vietnam War and isolationist sentiment is clearly on the rise. Around 42% of Americans now believe that the country should mind its own business and stop playing in the other people's backyards. America has spent a fair amount of blood and treasure on bringing democracy to Iraq, the argument goes, and all it has got in return is a civil war and a global opprobrium, or scorn. The Economist, March 27, 2008. The article went on to state, Today's threats are fluid and unpredictable. The bonds that tie Europe and America together are weakening. Europeans no longer grow up thinking of Americans as liberators, and Americans no longer grow up thinking of European or Europe as their spiritual home. Strong cultural and demographic forces are pulling the two continents in different directions. The growing divide between Europe and America was seen this week at the NATO meeting in Romania when the Jerusalem Post reported that NATO has divided on Georgia and Russia, April 3, 2008. The article reported German Chancellor Angela Merkel and French President Nicolas Sarkozy are concerned about provoking a crisis with Moscow, which is vehemently opposed to NATO taking on two former Soviet republics located on Russia's southwestern borders and across key east-west oil and gas routes. After the article was written, NATO eventually turned down the requests of Georgia and Ukraine under pressure from France and Germany. So regardless of who wins the presidential election in America, the course the nation will take is ultimately laid out by the prophets. While the world watches international politics through the eyes of the media, we hope to watch it through the eyes of prophecy. What we do know is how things will form up in the end. Ezekiel 38 and Daniel 11 clearly define two power bases surrounding Israel, a king of the north and a king of the south. 
a northern confederacy, and a southern opposition. So regardless of the plans of politicians, we can expect a Russo-Iranian-European alliance in opposition to Israel and an American-Anglo-Saudi alliance in opposition to Russia. While America might look to isolationism, it really doesn't matter what its future leader's plans are, or who its future leader is. To cite the words of John Thomas on the role of Britain in Tarshish, written in 1848, he said, I know not whether the men who at present contrive the foreign policy of Britain entertain the idea of assuming sovereignty of the Holy Land, and of promoting its colonization by the Jews. Their present intentions, however, are of no importance one way or the other, because they will be compelled by events soon to happen to do what under existing circumstances heaven and earth combined could not move them to attempt. The present decisions of statesmen are destitute of stability. A shooting star in the political firmament is sufficient to disturb all the forces of their system and to stultify all their theories of their po political astronomy. The finger of God has indicated a course to be pursued by Britain which cannot be evaded and which her counsellors will not only be willing but eager to adopt when the crisis comes upon them. The decree has long since gone forth which calls upon the line of Tarshish to protect the Jews. Elpis Israel page 442. Thomas's words, or more accurately the prediction of scripture, proved to be completely correct during the last century, when the Jewish nation was established under a British mandate. Today, therefore, we do not place much weight on the political whims of whoever will assume helm of the American government. America is the chief among the young lions of Tarshish, the finger of God has indicated a course for Britain and all its young lions that they will be compelled to pursue. America, with Britain, Canada, and Australia, will be forced into the final conflagration of the Middle East. It has the role of protector, whether or not it wants it. Until the Lord returns, it will be involved in the Middle East, keeping the wolves at bay. Interestingly, the Jerusalem Post reported on another message from Al-Qaeda's number two man, Al-Zahari, stating in a taped message, We promise our Muslim brothers that we will do the best we can to harm Jews in Israel and the world over, with Allah's help and according to his command. April 3, 2008 Al-Zahari went on to state, I expect the jihadi influence to spread after the Americans exit from Iraq and move towards Jerusalem. The article continued, Zahari reassured many of the questioners who seemed worried about the direction of the organization that the global jihad was on track and would soon expand elsewhere. Regardless of the catalyst, the forces of Tarshish will be marshaled to the defense of Israel, whether they want to be or not, until the no great northern confederacy is brought down upon the mountains of Israel and eventually destroyed. The cause of this hostility and the conflict in the Middle East is rooted in the age-long conflict of Genesis 3 verse 15 and the enmity placed between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. From the moment God chose Israel and stated, Ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation, Exodus 19 verses 5 to 6, the world has been in hostility to them. They are jealous of God's choice and remain in hostility to the chosen seed. When the king of Israel appeared on the scene, Rome joined with the corrupt Jewish leadership to put him to death, hoping to seize on his inheritance. The conflict has been the same since the beginning of time. 
the seed of the woman versus the seed of the serpent, Babylon versus Jerusalem, Rome versus Israel, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of men. The kingdom of man has sung the same tune for millennia. This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance shall be ours. Mark 12, verse 7. The world has always hated the kingdom of God on earth. They cannot accept his choice. They reject his word and will not submit to the rule unless he forces them to. Israel forms the nucleus of the future kingdom of God and consequently is rejected by mankind. The Vatican sees Israel as a direct threat to its own claim to be Christ's kingdom or Christendom and therefore is marshalling all its resources behind the scenes, whether Christian, Muslim or European, to oppose the tiny nation that is constantly at the centre of world controversy. Indeed, the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion spoken of in Isaiah 34 verse 8 will soon be upon us. The world will be divided between those who bless Israel and her king and those who curse Israel. The words of God are unchangeable. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 12 verse 3. We eagerly anticipate the return of the king of Israel when he will rule over the house of Jacob and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Luke 1 verse 33. We await the time when all nations of the earth will be blessed in Abraham and his seed through the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to watch the Bible and the news as we stand at the edge of the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. Together we pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This has been Jonathan Bowen reporting for the Bible and the News. Tune in next week to www.bibleandnews.com or www.biblemagazine.com. <laughs>